Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You used to associate crickets with silence. But since you bought a house in the suburbs, you know crickets hate silence. If any other creature realized rubbing its legs together made a piercing high-pitched noise, they might think, maybe I won't do that. Constantly. All night long. Luckily, you can save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. Now that's something to make noise about. Just not constantly. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. As soon as you let that first fox into that hen house to take some eggs without paying for it, the rest of the foxes come along. Most important thing for me is fingerprint. You don't have to be original because everybody deals with those eight notes in Western music. Generally eight notes. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. Do is the highest note. Do. It's an octave. It's the same note, actually. So what you can do with that is just astonishing. And likewise, ad infinitum ad nauseum. Those ten digits that we have are actually nine. Zero is devoid of number. Invented by Arabs, by the way. You should know that. One through nine, what you can do, actually one and zero, what you can do with those two numbers is the basis of artificial intelligence and, you know, just astonishing amounts of information. But, so fingerprints, not originality, just the ability to immediately identify the style or the sound of what it is you do. So there's a guy named John Philip Sousa the marching music, the circuses and everybody, you immediately know, oh yeah, it's that guy. All the material has that thing. ACDC is that. It's not even a song, I'm just doing... You know, you hear immediately, you immediately know, oh yeah, that's Led's. Led Zeppelin, mostly you immediately recognize it because of Jimmy Page's riffs. And I'm proud to say, I know Uncle Jimmy. The new artists that have that thing, uh, I think when she first started, I said Gaga is the next rock star. I'm not a fan of the disco boys on the poles and the uh, and the sort of the, the disco stuff of it. She's got the depth to sing with Tony Bennett, which she did, a chanteuse. She's got the depth, listen to her sing Shallow. And she also did Edith Piaf, the classic French actress. My God, are you still talking? Listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast, hosted by two guys who tapped out of the NFT game way too early, Elsie and Mako. Wait. 
to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the pre-streaming Elsie out in Denver, Colorado. How are you this morning, Elsie? I'm excellent. I've been uh, listening to music without paying royalties to artists since 1992, as you can hear <laughs> on our Friday Night Live episode. Mm, yeah, that was fun. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Uh We'll start off with that. You want to just uh, mention that real quick, that if you want some bonus material, uh, we'll have the link in the show notes um, if you haven't seen it in our group already. But we hung out with the boys at Decibel Geek, which is always fun, yeah. um, last Friday. And we did the 1992, what is it, Bracket Brawl? Bracket Brawl. Top, top album. Top album. See what top what the album is from 1992 who won and uh, other things that uh, go on for two hours but that was a great time did you think always a f- always a fun time talking to those guys so yeah uh, they do that every Friday for the most part I mean uh, uh, I think that they started back with Ron and they took a break when when he passed but uh, they, they brought it back and it's been a lot of fun to watch and then of course now we got to be on it so thanks yeah, Chris thanks was- Aaron it was excellent and, uh, and it was uh, refreshing to have a few few beers. <laughs> While recording for the first time in forever since we, uh, you know, we're usually on coffee beans, man. So it was a blast. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, uh, you can tell the rapport between the four of us has actually grown over the years because I think <laughs> if, if, if you keep score at least one time, each of us has a moment where we're, we're playfully uh, ganged up on by the other three. Oh, so yes. there's a, mostly me. I don't, I don't think anybody, uh, well, you know, you you set yourself up. You're the easiest target. <laughs> I will still uh, work on my, my my thesis that Bonfire and, and Cherry Pie is the same song. I, 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 I stand my ground. Yeah, but it might be time to retire the Wiki Read joke. It's, uh, it's, it's ran its course. I don't course. think so. Yeah. Nope. You're the only person nope. who doesn't. Yeah. Oh, but that's fine. It's, it's, a, right. it's like a catchphrase from a, somebody on a, a sitcom. Fair it's, enough. It's endearing. Hey, right. Yes. It, no, it's the opposite. It's, that's, <laughs> that's how you know when a sitcom is dead. Again, it's misinterpreted. It's a compliment. They're great at wiki reads. Yeah. Okay. You Look, go watch the video, people, and you can see how well he can sell that argument. But all right. Hey, uh, real quick, before we get uh, get into a bunch of stuff, well, we got a couple little things to get to, but I wanted to mention the passing of John Madden. Uh, he died, uh, I don't know, just, right, just a couple days after Christmas. They, and the thing is, they just did that uh, big documentary on him. All Madden came out like a couple days before, uh, which was, uh, I don't know, it was pretty cool. Um, I, I've been, a, I don't know, I'm a, a fan of the guy. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, the, the video game thing kind of blew him up into uh, next level, next, but he was yeah. he was my favorite commentator. I know some people who want to, crit, crit, he was actually critiqued quite a bit during the during his time, though, of like sure. stating the obvious kind of stuff. But I don't know. He had a, a way of doing it. You know, the great thing about being a football player is you don't have to take a shower to go to work. If, if you're interested at all, watch the All Madden documentary. It'll explain it better than I will. It'll cover anything that I would like to say. I would just like to say, hey, man, thanks for the the video game uh, franchise, although it's basically He's not invo- hasn't been involved in a while, but I do miss his voice in the game. I, you know, I, I wish. When did so- that? Do you know when that stopped? Yeah, yeah right around the time the, he yeah. retired. Um, I'm trying to think. I think before two. Th- I think Madden Nine has different uh, people on it. I think it was right around that time. So like eight, two thousand eight, two thousand seven, somewhere in that that time frame. So anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to his credit too. From I mean, I used to play that. Uh, geez, when did it, did it start on Genesis? No, it Isn't started first... on PC console only. It was a PC game only initially. That came out in 89. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, my history on this is a, is a little fuzzy at this point, but I believe the first console <laughs> game came out in 92, and that was Sega. And then, right. yeah, it didn't get on Nintendo until the Super Nintendo came out. Uh, there was never on the right. regular NES. That had probably my favorite all-time football game, uh, Super Tech Mobile. Uh, that was that was like the first yeah. game that kept stats. And uh, yeah, I, 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 God, that was a fun game. I I really wasted a lot of time in my life playing that. I don't know. It was enjoyable. Friends, beers, and Tecmo. And you can so, hammer out. Yeah three games in an hour so now you yeah, can't no even nope. you you open the package you can't even be playing the game within an hour i know i mean it's like uh now you got there's you have to pay extra if you want commercial free right <laughs> don't you you have to, you have to watch um, all the commercials I don't, I'm, I'm, I, there's commercials that you can skip pretty easy like there was a commercial uh, i was joking for all madden the documentary that just popped up yeah. uh the okay. shit like that uh and there is all these other kind of bullshit things that you can buy that maybe they, they make money on but yeah it, it is really lame it used to be like they would put challenges in a game and you'd have to achieve them to get these things now it's just like just send us 50 bucks we'll give you them yeah i mean and, and to his credit too i mean i when i read up on uh after you passed like everybody probably grabbed a couple articles was the fact that uh you know a lot of these celebrities if they get paid a fee they slap their name on the product and they move on but he actually like declined several versions of the the mm-hmm. game first out it was like nope it's got to be this way this is this is bullshit stuff like that so i don't know whatever input he had from how the, the game flowed i mean it, it easily became the most popular sports uh, video game of all time yeah <laughs> so anyway, anyway rest in peace john uh and uh, yeah. you know he was 85 did you know born here in minnesota austin minnesota mm, okay but also did home of know. spam yeah. So, yeah, the uh, also, did he have, did he ever did he ever endorse? Uh, thank you for that fact. Did he ever endorse uh, RVs? I, I don't know. He he would slap a, a, a corporate logo on the outside of one though. Okay, uh, I never I, for him. Who knows? Maybe in the RV world. I mean, you don't really see a lot of commercials for him. But maybe there's like some trade magazine that John Madden was like, you know, uh, I'm a I'm a Winnebago guy uh, all the well, way. But no, he was actually he, more of a bus, so I don't know who the manufacturers okay, okay. are. I'm just saying, are. like the, he is like the BA Baracus of, uh, you know, never fl- never liked to fly. He had to mm-hmm. knock him out or whatever like that. Wasn't he paranoid? Uh, I, I think it was more claustrophobia. Um, mm, but okay. uh, yeah, he, uh, he 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 took his last flight and was wasn't sure if he was gonna like make it or not. And ever since then, he's just said no. And so, and uh, that's a largely probably that probably played a big role in why he never returned to coaching. Um, cause I know he was offered jobs over the years, huh. but oh, we also also say huge Slayer fan. Yes. Yeah. He was, I, I ran into him at almost every show, but you know, he, <laughs> yeah. he's on the other side of the fence. You know, he got a little more VIP treatment. So yeah. All right. All the best, John. Uh, another update for all the best. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'll just leave it at rest in peace.
the things I always look forward to at the end of the year is listening to other podcasts like Decibel Geek, In Obscuria, uh, Growing Up Rock, and just hoping to discover a new band as a result uh, of listening to their, their top 10, 5, 15 shows. And I want to just mention, give, give a shine a light on two bands that I was not aware of until the, these end of year lists. And the first band is out of L.A. called the L.A. Maybe, which... Uh, I don't think they're out of L.A. I'm not, I'm not joking there. You might, you might be right, <laughs> but uh, I think it's North Carolina. It. But uh, anyway, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I think you are right. Yeah, that's that's like like the band Las Vegas being in Chicago. Anyway, yeah, it, um, it's hard for you. It, <laughs> it is. It's, it's it's a disconnect. Don't. It's like a song title that isn't in the chorus. I can't nope. handle it. Nope, I cannot. So anyway, <laughs> so they probably call themselves LA May because they have that vibe and everything. They have a little bit of Guns N' Roses, ACDC. You always hear those comparisons. But um, a, a really well-produced album, too, for being, I believe, independent. But um, definitely check them out. LA Maybe. The other one is, a, is, and I think I'd heard them of the name at least once before that top 15, but one I'd never heard of ever, ever is a band called The Dust Coda. I'll say that again. Dust Coda. They are out of the UK. That part is accurate. Uh, they're on ear, earache records. Um, they have, I don't know, just like, just like a, check them out. That's all I have to say. It, that that one, and there's a song called, um, God, Jesus Christ, I can't even remember the song. Those, but just seriously, Dust Coda, LA Maybe, two great new bands that are not just like, oh, these are pretty good. I'm talking about the whole album albums for both these bands are solid um and one other one i want to say that i completely forgot about and no i would not be pushing it for next year <laughs> to be on the list or anything like that sure. but i was reminded of this album no it's yeah. not shout out the devil but it's the black spiders that came out last year and this band is also out of the uk they uh you may know them for their little song kiss try to kill me that came out i don't know damn near 10 years ago but this is their self-titled album they got they broke up they got back together last year and this is if you want to get it in vinyl too it's it's a really great pressing um but they have a song that i swear sounds like and i've been wanting to feature this in the in, on the show for quite a while but they have a, they have a song called fly in the soup um that if if i heard this and i didn't know it was black spiders i'm just telling you it sounds like an ace freely vocal and ace solo song so okay. uh Love the album. Anything that you discovered or whatnot uh, from listening to these episodes? Uh, you rediscovered? know, one thing that popped out uh, in the Decibel Geek episode uh, is I spaced the Steve Whiteman record that came out. That is a killer record. That had a chance to make my top five for sure. Um, and again, <laughs> these things are all subjective anyway. If I would have done that uh, a week later, it would have been different in, in some way or another. But Sure. That's the nature of all that bullshit, but that's a, a killer record. I think Aaron Camaro's description was, was spot on. It basically is a kicks record, but it's a really good kicks record. Uh, a little newer production quality to it, maybe. That that would be one thing that's a little different, but uh, yeah, for, for the old timers out there, the you, the you monsters of rock cruisers, um, yeah, check that record out. So I, 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 I would have at least mentioned it if I didn't make my top five. That's right.
A handful of times we've talked about some of these you know, legacy acts selling off their catalog. We shared our thoughts and all that good stuff. And I know a couple times we've opined on whether or not, like, I think my assumption is that Kiss actually sold theirs off a long time ago. And that's why they're, they're not as quite as hands-on on some of these releases that come out. And they don't seem to be... They don't seem to be incentivized to to do some of these, you know, kind of cash grab items and, and things of that nature that maybe somebody who had publishing would. Um, and they probably got a shit deal compared to what's going on now. I'm guessing and with the financial troubles they were dealing with in the 80s into the early 90s that they unloaded their, their publishing. And I've never been able to find out anything conclusive, but Gene was asked about whether or not Kiss plans to do that. Uh, recently, in an article with a, a, a from from a website called the a Journal of Musical Things, so he, he talked about a lot of stuff. It's actually a, a decent one, but he says something that I think is pretty telling in this. So he he's asked, uh, "You're not going to sell your catalog to anyone, are you? How much have you got?" Gene says, "Bob Dylan sold his stuff for three to four hundred million. The problem, and I love the guy, and I and worship the ground he walks on, but his music isn't going to mean a lot to a twenty year old." They don't care about the times they are changing Maggie's farm. They just don't. Very few pieces of music stand the test of time. What Kiss has and no other musical entity has is trademarks. Our faces are bigger than the music, bigger than anything. Springsteen just sold for $500 million and what you get is the music, not the imagery. I've never seen a, seen a Springsteen cartoon, comic book, or action figure. Kiss is the only one. So what you're buying into, if anyone does the right price, you're buying into the imagery that has stood the test of time. Our analogy is Santa Claus Superman imagery that is trademarked so that no one can reproduce, and no other musical act has that. I read that as in, we don't own the publishing, we don't have the opportunity to, to get a cash grab like all these other bands. I'm taking a shit on them because we have trademarks. Yeah, and that's really you know we talked about it with the Dubai show. That was they were front, they were they were they were given a guaranteed big chunk of money just to do that. They really weren't the the brains or the the operation behind that. You know what I mean? It's just none of this stuff with them. You're telling me this guy wouldn't take 150 million for the Kiss catalog? No, no, no. Um, yeah, that's definitely deflecting. And let's just move the conversation about like what do we have that's powerful. It's interesting. I think your theory is is pretty sound because they it's probably like a, a dirty, angry secret between uh, Gene and Paul that they probably gave up the you know they sold the farm a long time ago when they needed to and yeah. then before all these things had happened. I think uh, I'll, I'll go with that because if they had, because he didn't say that they really would, and if they had, you know that he would brag about how much they sold it for. Right. Yeah, the, the first thing he amount. did is he minimized. He's like the people buying this stuff are stupid. Okay, first of all, they're, right. they, these are people who are actual businessmen, Gene, not yeah. people who put on a suit and pretend to be a businessman. Um, and then he quickly changes it to, "We have trademark. We're Superman. You don't see Springsteen dolls, no." And that's probably to his credit. I, I would like a Max Weinberg uh, little mm. doll, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. I want a little Steven. Yeah, exactly. Big <laughs> guy, cool. I know somebody in Canada that would like one. He lives in a hoose. That's right. I'll, I'll, I'll double double down on your your theory. Then, when do you think it went? When do you think it happened? I just want to make sure I'm clear. I don't have any information on this. This is all my hypothesis, my my own theory. Um, but I'm guessing eighty eight, eighty nine, somewhere in that area. And I think they still had it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do yours first. I I think 
Because, you know, if you read that Chris Lent book, uh, he talks about the trouble they had, like, even just getting a, a decent merchandise deal for the tours as early as 82. So, mm-hmm. Nope. I think it actually happened in around 2005, 2006. Let me tell you why. And that is that that basically, you know, the reunion happens, the money's flowing. When you when you get used to a certain type of lifestyle, you start spending more, buying more, things like that. You want it to continue. I think that, that they, they ramped up, everybody ramped up their, how they lived. And then around that time, things started to go down again. And they started, you know, how are we going to keep this going? So that's that's when those deals started happening. Because that's when I think it's in the back end of the, of, of, uh, of the of the music business that those kind of smaller David not small but like the David Bowie ideas were starting to form so maybe they jumped on it then um, and because they didn't seem to give a living fuck about any kind of new music out but they would you know put Sonic Boom anyway I'm gonna put my my zone in there that's I think that's uh, that's an interesting take on it too that that really very much could be uh, we do know Walmart actually owns the the Sonic Boom record right oh yeah that's why it's not anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I might I might actually it, it depend on the price but there, there's a bunch of those being bootlegged if I ever run across one of those uh I might pick it up I don't know I, I, why I don't know this just blows my mind how much you hate that album and you'll still buy it I got a little slot I have an open monster <laughs> that's what I mean I love it yeah the, the vinyl part, I don't know that I'll ever really get out of collecting those. I, I hate this album. We have an episode about how terrible it is. Yeah, if I see it for a pretty good price, I might pick it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see what you're doing there, but yeah, I'll stand by. I'll stand by that. Yeah. <laughs> an update on the Clapton bootleg CD kerfuffle we covered in an episode back. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this is the, the to set this is his management or lawyers or something like that trying to set the record straight. So I'll try to get through this as quick as I can here. But uh, here's the comment. Given the widespread and often misleading press reports about a recent bootleg mm. case involving a woman in Germany, the following provides clarific- clarification to set the record straight. Uh, Germany is one of several countries where sales of unauthorized and usually poor quality illegal bootleg CDs are rife, which harms both industry and purchasers of inferior product. Over a period of time, more than 10 years, the German lawyers appointed by Eric Clapton and a significant number of other well-known artists and record companies have successfully pursued thousands of bootleg cases under routine copyright procedures. 
It is not the intention to target individuals selling isolated CDs from their own collection, but rather the active bootleggers manufacturing unauthorized copies for sale. In the case of an individual selling an unauthorized item from a personal collection, the fo- if following receipt of a cease and desist letter, offending items are withdrawn, any cost would be minimal or might be waived. I'm going to stop there. You did target one person. She did follow the cease and desist. And apparently to you, someone who's trying to make $11 on a UCD has four grand to pay in, in legal fees. And that, that I, I'm sure four grand is minimal to Eric Clapton, but probably not to that lady. That was a lot of words that didn't say anything, by the way. Exactly, yeah. Um, it, it, it was another classic deflection. The media lies um, and then does nothing. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm a little irritated at how effective it is, some of the propaganda in, the, in this world. Just on that side note alone, the whole, the media is always lying. Well, look, if they got something wrong, point it out. If you can't point it out, you're just that's your way of not believing something you don't want to be true. Well, you're just a fucking idiot. Yeah, I mean, just stop commenting. Don't follow the news. It's it's you're out of your depth. But that said, Eric Clapton's lawyers, yeah, it's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. And they literally said, look, we're not targeting individuals. You did. Yes, you are. There's fucking one person who's like, oh, you don't want me to sell this? I'm taking it off of eBay. I bet she would have given the CD to Eric Clapton. Can I tell you what us covering that Clapton thing did to mm-hmm. me and also your update? Yeah. Is uh, I'm going to take it in a different direction. Where nice. That that fired me up. And really, we, we talked about briefly about that Eric Clapton, you know, in the 80s and 90s, his onstage outfit was wearing khaki pants. Yeah. And uh, it really fired me up about my hatred of khaki pants and just the <laughs> the color of khaki in general can i just speak out about khaki pants real quick for yeah, a moment yeah. please we get into it. um you know we, we talk about fashion tips about shirt tuckers and things like that in this on this the show but i don't know i have had we're this, a very this, fashionable program very oh, much absolutely yeah. and uh drink and and i think <laughs> oh there's a callback right on yeah and, and I think that there's a lot of anger that's been building up with me over over all the years about khaki. And I'm just going to tell you that it it, it manifested after that that um, that call. Uh, well, first, let's just talk about khaki pants in general. Who came up with the idea that the uh, fashion tip number one? Anybody above six feet tall does not look good in khaki pants. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a visual thing or whatever like that. But it's not good. And first off, the color. Let's just break down the color khaki to begin with. It's basically a shitty version. Is it a color? Of I thought I always thought khaki was the the style of pants. It's a color. I I think it is. Yeah, they say khaki color. Yeah. I always think it's it's the the color tan. I know let's exactly what that. you're saying. I, I'm yes. Anyway. I refer to it as as that. But think about tan in general as a color on you. Would you ever wear a khaki shirt? Is it, it why is it good for it to be above the belt down that that's an acceptable color? Mm. That's a bad thing. Would you ever buy a car that was that color of tan? That <laughs> well, I definitely like see that? those cars out there. So people do. Yeah, to me, tan yes. is the color, but uh. tan is color, but it doesn't. It never looks good. But really, when it comes down to it, is 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 uh, uh, it's seriously? Do you ever feel it's not like you're not completely dressed up and you're not wearing jeans, but somehow khaki is an okay. What are your thoughts before you casual. on this? Well, um, I can't remember the last time I owned a pair of khakis. I definitely have. Uh, I, I kind of with you. I've never really been a fan. Uh, khaki shirts are fine. <laughs> but uh, the, the actual, like, the, the hagger, wrinkle-free slacks that golfers wear, I just, I don't know. I just Pleats? Also, pleats. No pleats. Yeah, yeah I'm pleats. not a pleat Always guy Always flat either. front. 
Yeah. That's it. You can't, you can't, I, I blame it on the pleats, all those kind of things. But the color, now, this is not a joke. Downstairs, you look in the back, you see these walls behind me? Mm-hmm. What color are they? They're white. Okay. They were not. Because after that call, I thought about how much I fucking hear Eric Plapp and how much the khaki is, is, is on rock and roll. These were all khaki color in the basement. <laughs> they were this shitty brownish tan. I seriously, I went to, I went fucking crazy. I went down here. I painted all the walls in a day. There took three gallons of paint to get rid of the Clapton stain of the mm. basement. He's probably going to sue so, you for that. Um, he, he may. <laughs> did you get uh, the proper permission? To, uh, did you? He's going to contact the the city of Denver proper to see if you got your your zoning permits, permits and stuff yes. to paint your yeah. house. Yeah, you, the, because his legacy is on my walls. Yeah. His, lame, his lameness. <laughs> yeah, to 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 take it a step further, we had um, uh, you know, every we have you. I'm sure you have it there, like a neighborhood uh, Facebook group where you kind of share. Uh, yeah. you know, next door, you, whatever. Just, just, I just, uh, you know, neighborhood. I want know. Stuff. Right. Yes. Anytime I want to know how racist my neighbors are, I, I log in. Yeah. Unfortunately, sure. it, it, just, it turned into that a little bit, but for the most part, it's like, Hey, we're having a bake sale. Does anybody want Girl Scout cookies? There's a, you, sure. you know, does anybody have a good plumber they can recommend that kind of stuff? Uh, a while right. back, someone complained because they replaced, they didn't build a new deck. They replaced boards on it. So they took the top boards off and put them in. And one of their neighbors contacted the the city, and they got uh, flagged. And Eric Clapton is that neighbor. Yeah, I guess right. <laughs> he sees somebody like you know, uh, you know, he lives in like some place with where he's on the the HOA board. You know? <laughs> he's like, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, that is that's that's him all the way. But yeah, I'll, I'll include a, an exciting photo of me erasing all traces of Clapton from my basement. Uh, but uh, that's how much I hate it. Nice. So I've never yeah. had any other parts of I mean, seriously khaki. Fuck khakis. That's that's the. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and back to that, I'll say this: I I like to actually dress up and look sharp, and, and you know, have like a, a pressed shirt, nice tie, that kind of stuff, a cool jacket, or I want to be comfortable. I, I think to me, I, this, this middle business casual bullshit. Fuck that. Uh, I I don't like polos. I don't like khaki pants. I don't like I don't like wearing a belt for something and then also like looking like hey you know we can go out for drinks after work yeah it's just fuck that uh, I'd rather look real sharp or just t shirts and jeans uh, that's I, odd too I think that khaki is okay as long as they're in short form but yeah not as I pants. said that I said I, I like khaki I, I know I'm going with it I'm I'm, okay. I'm 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 saying why is that though why what what is well because the, they're I, just cargo shorts at that point you know what I mean sure <laughs> they don't have that they definitely don't look like you're trying to look you know you can't wear them to Target when you're going to work you can wear khaki pants. That's I say you, flat flat front khaki shorts as well. I think that that cargo shorts are the pleats of shorts. I must make stand. Wow, I know that's you're up, a, you're that's a hot take. You're gonna... Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you might want to get uh, Greg Troyan on the phone. Uh, I just uh, lost all of our na- people. Be like, yeah. fuck you, man. All I have is cargo <laughs> shorts. Have you been to Rock and Pod? That's right. <laughs>
with that said, this is exactly the outfit I'll be wearing on the cruise. Yeah, I'm looking for something in a blue. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it'll be make it easy to, to spot for there with your your, your cabin mate. Like if you guys there lose you each other, he just looks for the, the one guy not wearing a black T-shirt. Uh huh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna see a lot of That's guys. I, I, I bet you. I bet you on the cruise, you're gonna see a lot of guys swimming with their shirts on. I what? <laughs> just an all day shirt. Is that what it is? Like it yeah, dries yeah. In- instantly when it comes up when you come out. It's a fat joke. <laughs> oh, I, I, know, I know exactly what it is. <laughs> a couple of items we covered on uh, Friday Night Live with Chris and Aaron. Let's talk a little bit here in case some of our listeners missed that. Um, the, sure. ki- the Kiss Soundboard series, which was that vinyl of uh, one of the shows that Ace and Eric Carr played together with, was the first release. And and I expressed at the time a, a sliver of optimism that like maybe they'll do something cool with this and we'll get some kind of decent shows. <laughs> and of course, not only did they not do that, they, they actually underwhelmed my underwhelmment. Uh, they released uh, <laughs> one of the shows from the uh, the 2004 was that the, the, called Rock the Nation tour, um, yeah. but the, basically that entire tour was sold instant live. So every one of the shows is available <laughs> pretty much on YouTube, uh, right. and it's also um, the, the current lineup and and uh, it's just sluggish and slow. It just a very underwhelming product. Uh, of course, Kiss fans are pre-ordering it like crazy. Uh, it's on green vinyl. That's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, but I don't know. I, I love the idea. I love the bare bones packaging. I, I, I There's so many things about this that are cool. But once again, Kiss just says, what's the easiest and least amount of work we can do? Maybe they actually own the Instant Lives. They're, that's their bonus there. What you- I think that's probably what it is, probably what it is. And, you know, I've been looking for a properly mastered version of, of my instant li- live uh, CD from 2004 <laughs> on vinyl. Yeah, so, they're not doing any so, fucking mastering on that. No, no, this is, that's, that's, that's exactly it. They've already done the recording. It's done. Um, they just hit upload and send it to a vinyl store. Um, my comment on this is that uh, I'll take the positive part first. Yeah. The only thing that's positive about this is that the set list for that tour was pretty unique. Uh, decently unique. Uh, they they had like uh, I don't know six or seven songs. They usually it, it was a good like, set list, but the problem was, was set list, but but performed it was performed sluggish. I just it it underwhelmed. Yeah. yeah, like I've gone back to my like I went to my instant live. I don't know, maybe ten years ago or something. I was like, yeah, I don't like pretty much any of the versions of these songs. Really, I don't need the, this ever. It was a nice little. Those things. It was a cool idea back in the day, like damn near twenty years ago, to have an instant. CD yeah. made for you after a show. What a great concept that was, and that should have gone on forever. I think for for bands, or at least to get a digital download these days, that'd be still that idea. If I'm at the end of the show and I can sign up for an email list and get get an instant download of the fucking show I just saw from any band, yeah, you got my money, twenty bucks right then. Get me when I'm good and drunk. I'll pay thirty, whatever. Um, but going back to this. Yes, completely. Un- um, and I actually do not like the bare bones packaging. I think that they should have, it, it, you can make it look like a bootleg, but give me something, some, if I'm buying the vinyl, give me some extra bonus stuff inside of it. In oh, the sure. Notes. Yeah, that's why just, not? But that's just my viewpoint too, because I've, I've seen the argument both ways. But yes, completely underwhelming. What else do you want to say about this? You know, not a whole lot. Uh, I, I do, uh, uh, you know what? You, you kind of reminded me of something. Somebody threw out this video, and it's the inner ear audio that Paul Stanley or, or somebody in the band, maybe all the band members here, threw out the show. And it was supposed to be almost like a smoking gun. First of all, if you don't think Paul's lip syncing or getting a lot of assistance during these shows, 
You're never going to. No, no evidence is going to change you. But this really wasn't the smoking. This was a lot of cues. You know what I mean? It's for, it was almost like a, a stage hand, like, be here. Okay, explosion going off. Like, you hear, like, the music and the crowd and all that stuff, but you also hear a guy go, explosion, stage center, three, two, one. And that's probably just safety reasons, things like that. It's really just orchestrating the show. I just, I don't know. Huh. It was actually fun to listen to. It was like kind of like seeing how that that the the, the show was put together. I didn't uh, of a, of the recent ones. Or yeah, just, it was like on the, the it was just before the lockdown. It was right around okay. that okay. run of shows. So I don't know, kind of cool. It's out there, but yeah, no, I don't really don't have much else. Hopefully they'll they'll dig deeper um, and do something cool with with the next one. But I, I highly <laughs> fucking doubt it. So yeah, I'll just I'll just give it all up. Uh, for uh, Camaro's idea of just the, the shark, <laughs> the shark uh, concert. I'm trying to figure what, like, how much would I pay for that just to have it? And you know what they need to do though? If they do that, they need to have the the audience audio. So, what did it sound like underwater for the sharks? <laughs> <laughs> what did the sharks so, hear? I would love, I would love that, love that shark boat. Or, yeah, sh- shark boat, shark boat concert. That'd oh be great. god. <laughs> And hey, you know Come what? On. No Paul Stanley, so no lip syncing. So. That's right, and it's only seven songs. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> I, what, what, I I liked my idea of pressing it at not forty five speed, seventy eight speed. Take there her back, seventy eight. You're getting the highest quality you can get there. You can you can easily hear when uh, you know Tommy Thayer is you know his boots are like balancing between like <laughs> turning left and right being on the tugboat. You I hear mean, their, uh, their their boots sloshing in the back there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fucking <laughs> uh, oh, a Man, when you're t- when you're being tugged when you're in full makeup in the sun, being tugged on some platform behind uh, what looks like a party boat that he used to go on in Florida. No, no, they were in like the a, back of a boat. Island. It's like the boat that they hunted Jaws in. They were just sitting That's in the right. back of that. They were, yeah. We thought it would be like a, a floating stage, but no, there was. It wasn't even that cool. <laughs> oh my god. thing we got into was uh alex skolnick alex skolnick from testament having a a rap alter ego scoly d he just dropped Mm. a uh anti-misinformation anti-fox news anti uh seditionist uh rap track uh 
anyway, it's uh, it's a. I think it's a fun listen. It, it it was. It's not something I would go back to as a rap song. I'm not a big rap fan to begin with, but the guy actually does a pretty good job at at, at the the rhyming scheme and, and his flow isn't isn't horrible. Yo, Jay, hi. What? Drop the beat. Flipping through the channels, Fox News prime time. Crime time, crime time, let's call it slime time. Competition lurks, OAN News Max. So Fox has to up the twisting of the facts. I'll need a detox from these toxic talks. It's like chains and locks on my cable box, all from watching Fox. This is a man who will gain your sanity. He goes by the name of Sean Hannity, followed up by Tucker. He's a disturbed mother. Shut up! Then the truth gets further tangled as we suffer through the Ingram angle and getting way out of line. We got Judge Janine and her box of wine. With the liars and the leakers and the leftists running the asylum. So how the hell can there be a quid pro quo? The 2020 election was under historic protection, subject to inspection. But someone didn't accept his rejection. Had to go and start an insurrection. Such a scam, how could anybody buy it? Go to D.C. for a capital riot. Doomed and hapless preordained mission. Rest for sedition, which is uncontestable. Or is it? Now they're calling it a tourist visit. Voting against an investigation. Now that's misinformation. You got a whole lot of nerve trying to misinform me. You're trying to tell the whole world what our eyes didn't see. Try to deny this blue in the sky. You can hide from the truth. That ain't nothing but a big lie. A big lie. Nothing but a big, big, nothing but a big, big, nothing but a big, big lie. Nothing but a big, big, nothing but a big, big lie. Give me G. conservatives, conservatives. Easily the best rapper from Testament. Yes, exactly. Uh, but based on some of the comments I'm reading, I think people think he's like seriously trying to get into the rap genre. Um, <laughs> and uh, that I don't think that was his goal at all. I think, like, I, I think I told you, it's more like listening to a Weird Al song. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, he's already got Joaquin Phoenix in the group. Oh yeah, <laughs> wasn't that his deal a couple of years ago? Like, yeah, did he, where he like, pretended do a fake to rap career? Yeah, he did something right, like where he pretended to to do. God, I just don't remember. I know what you're talking about. I think you're right. I think you're right. Anyway, I take that as seriously as that is my point. But that's cool. He has a little bit of fun with it. I'll definitely check it out. Listen to yeah. it once, yeah. but and, uh, uh, not add it to a playlist. Yeah, no, it's not something I'll be downloading anytime soon or uh, or, or, or pre-streaming. Um, that's my that's my new move now. I'm stealing that from you. I'm going to be a pre-streamer. So. Yeah, <laughs> early, a, ad- early adapter. There's a euphemism in there early somewhere, streamer. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with this uh, hot new trend of NFTs going around where rich people spend money on uh, a digital file, basically? I got time. I'd love you to break it down more. I thought I knew what it was from a quick chat, but uh, I just know that they don't have fungus. Yeah, they're not fung- fungusable. Uh, yeah. It was actually talked about recently on Blame Your Brother, and uh, and 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 it, it it intrigued me because David said, and if you don't know what NFTs are, I will break it down, and explain it for you. And I heard the explanation oh, from him that I've heard hundreds of times, and I still. I get it, but I don't get why people would spend money on this. So basically, an NFT is like, and and he compared it to like buying the Mona Lisa or buying a poster of the Mona Lisa. You know what I mean? But okay. to me, if if Did you it help own, with a southern accent, 
It did. It did not, and um, his southern charm did not uh, break it down any. Uh, yeah. So, and then him and I had a, had an uh, our own little text exchange, which he shared on on the next episode of Blame Your Brother, um, oh. where he basically just said, "I'm an I'm an idiot who doesn't understand anything." Um, but okay. So so basically, like you know, there's there's gifts and JPEGs that, that we've all seen, you know. And someone will say, yeah. I want to own that. And I don't really don't know how you can do that once they become like these pop culture things, right? They're everywhere. I can literally just hold my thumb down on the screen, hit download, and I now have it. So what, what it is, somebody at some point created that, and they are selling those individually. And I don't understand it. Again, it's like, what would be the point? You know, and his point is that it's just rich people wanting to spend money on something. It's like buying the Mona Lisa. It's not because the Mona Lisa you put on your wall or in your house or put it wherever you want, but you're holding something that Michelangelo touched. You know what I mean? His fingers were on this fucking thing. Uh, right. How do I even know that the, the, the digital file I'm getting is the actual file that was created? There's really no way to, to, to prove that, is there? Uh, I don't know. But I just realized that that uh, there must be something wrong with my internet because I tried to look up NFT definition just to make sure it didn't say it's like old it's like owning the Mona Lisa. I don't think that's what it says from the, uh, <laughs> the official definition. <laughs> so yeah, no, I did, that, a little fun there with David. But uh, anyway, I brought this up because Ozzy Osbourne, of course, is entering the world of selling NFTs, and oh, I'll tell you this. I'll I'll buy an Aussie NFT when he can explain to me what an NFT is. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear his explanation of the Oh, in the in the story, it describes an NFT as a a non an NFT or a non fungible token is a piece of data <laughs> that verifies you maintain ownership of a digital item like work, a meme, a tweet, or in this case, a pixelated image of a bat. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, again, like, and the thing is, like, once somebody owns this, that doesn't stop it from being everywhere. They don't suddenly get to be able to make copies and sell it like they own the master tapes of, of, of an album or something like that. Yeah. It's just theirs. And they can they can turn around and sell it if someone wants to buy more. And if there's all these weird rules about it, and it's just, I don't know. Yeah, to me, let's, it's, let's, it, let's... it's silly. <laughs> Just have Ozzy explain what it is, though. Yeah, I started living between John McEnroe's lunatic brother and Peter Paul and Hitler. Shut the fuck up! They couldn't have built that fucking tennis court any closer to the barrier if they were trying. See? Doesn't that make sense now? You know what? Uh, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> so uh, do you want to go halvesies on this with me, Luce? I, I think it's uh, projected to fetch about $750,000, this uh, digital bat. And there's going to be 9,666 digital bats sold. So I'm not really sure why they were thinking it's going to get that much money. What I would do, though, I'm, I'm in. I'll go half in with you on this. But first, I would like to hear Ozzy break down the terms and conditions before we sign. Sharon! 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 There you go. You good? I'm good. I'm in. All right. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, the, the, and the listeners out there, like I said, he's selling a bunch of this shit. So uh, head over to uh, OzzyOsborne.com and uh, you can find all the information you need. Uh, um, he's just uh, following. But he is following in the footsteps of, of people like Ellen DeGeneres and Snoop Dogg, uh, who both have auctioned yeah. off NFTs. Uh, uh, Ellen DeGeneres I, I think... auctioned off an NFT of her holding up a drawing of a cat. 
<laughs> See, I'm telling you, my my financial advisor said go all in on Aussie NFTs and Ellen DeGeneres. That's, that's, that's all he has. Like like you just put fuck all your all your savings. I just go all in. Can I get a NFT of uh, Ellen DeGeneres berating one of her backstage uh, production assistants? I think that's worth a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'd go for that. But there's that. so many, so many times of that, though. It might, uh, you know, the whole <laughs> supply and demand. All right. Well, then I could probably afford it. There you go. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, it's like the dollar store NFT is what I need. So. Yeah. So for anybody that was looking for financial uh, advice on uh, this morning, uh, on today's show, you've got it. Go all in Aussie <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. How soon until uh, Kiss gets into the NFT game? As soon as you let that first fox into that hen house to take some eggs without paying for it, the rest of the foxes come along. Maybe they gave up all their NFTs in the 80s. <laughs> Before it was even a thing. <laughs> they, got, they got hornswoggled. No, it says it, part of the terms and conditions was when something comes out that could make money that nobody actually really understands, you've given up your rights to sell it with the name Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> think? How about, uh, let me give you this. You have an either or. You're going to take advice, uh, financial advice from Ozzy and related to NFTs or Gene Simmons with cryptocurrency. Oh, boy. That is a... Uh, I would just like to have him be on stage and try to debate, <laughs> try to see <laughs> who, who you're going to go with, like, like who you're going to choose. You know what I mean? Like a game show. Well, Gene's like, already said he's not smarter than a fifth grader, so... Yeah, well, there you go. And then... then uh, uh, I, I I have a feeling that like like, like the whole thing is that uh, Ozzy is actually like fucking Albert Einstein. You know what I mean? He kind of oh. looks like him when he just wakes up. Like I think Ozzy has always been the smartest man in the room, and he just he just puts up a front like a secret madman. Yeah. Then then the whole thing with like an, like you know, Urkel right around two. Yeah, like like right around <laughs> the, the two thousand mark. He was like he's he's the Urkel. He's got two different. You know what I mean? He's Urkel, yeah. and then there's Super Urkel, whatever that that personality was. I'm telling you, the whole Ozzy Osbourne show was just a front to make him look like a fool when he is secretly a mad genius. And Sharon is not the brains. Ozzy's the brains. You just made the list. Yeah, she's just the pretty face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a pretty, I don't know which face she has now, but uh, yeah. Oof. That's a lot of yeah, layers she's, she's, she's taking off. Yeah. <laughs> Down to the bone, baby. Uh, well, this has been fun, man. Should we wrap it up? We should. You have a wonderful day then. Uh, your Broncos lost last night, by the way. You didn't even know they were playing. Um, yeah, my son was at the game. Was he? Yeah. For first game, yeah. You're kidding. No. Uh, you, kidding. He, he, gets, he gets to go. Well, this thing doesn't have to be in the show, but he got he tickets from a friend of his for his birthday. You acted like I was like lying to you about watching football. <laughs> hmm? Oh, you're like, oh, oh really? Football yeah. on a Saturday, huh? That's not, yeah, I know, I know. You sound like my wife. In the day. Yes. It was like an hour before yeah, kickoff. I didn't know I was going to the game until then. Okay, fair enough. Well, did he have a good time? They they almost pulled it out. I have no idea. He would, he does a sleepover. He has a full full hmm. social life. So he's, I pick him up. I'll know the answer this morning. Okay, fair enough. All right, man. Well, uh, have a good day there. Uh, go Vikes. Yay. Yeah, you do the same. Want to get out of here? Yeah, let's leave. Let's go. <laughs> and say it, bro. You're doing it. Uh, okay. Rock's not dead. It's all the public. <laughs> do it one more time. <laughs> let's set that whole thing up one more time. All right. I thought it was kind of funny. 
Okay, maybe I'll use it. No, let's just leave it like okay, that. Okay, here we go. Pilot did the rock's not dead part. Okay. I'll, I'll do, we'll do it one more time. All right, you want to get out of here? Yeah, man, let's take off. Let's leave. Rock's not dead. But it sold its publishing in the 90s. episode uh shortly after we recorded i got news from you that you had tested positive for covid uh I did. and that was just before christmas too um and i would like to point out conveniently when your mother-in-law was visiting so uh <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy threw another uh monkey wrench into the thing yeah man so so basically, basically well you know right you know after- how i i i'm sus- suspect of everything you say i sure. think it was all a ploy to sit in the basement for a week while your mother-in-law visited <laughs> oh she's still here oh so it's, damn it yeah like longer so, than 10 days. i'll tell you That's this right. so i took i also uh called into work and said hey i should probably sit out for a week uh my 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 cop podcast partner tested positive for covid and, and we were just <laughs> we were just recording <laughs> Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. 
Pantheon.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 